Another Friday and another bumper edition of NBL Now. The Hoops is underway. Two games on a Thursday night to get through this morning. We've got Liam Santa Maria here to break all of that down. A big win for New Zealand. Earth all of a sudden are into the top four. How about that for a turnaround in their season? And then, of course, an action-packed slate of games. We'll talk a little bit of Illawarra Hawks in there as well. It's all coming up on NBL Now. Happy Friday. Round 8 is underway. A Thursday night doubleheader to kick us off that was lots of fun along the way. Joel Peterson with you this morning alongside Liam Sandberg. Yeah, Liam. Morning, Joel. Uh, plenty of fun last night. Back-to-back games on a Thursday night is always is always enjoyable and well called by you. That that Perth uh, win was um, was fun to watch and listen to. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. We saw a couple of the next stars going at it, and uh, Alex Sar just flashing his potential off a big week. It's been a big week for those next stars. We'll come back to that uh, in a little while. Let's start with the first game last night, though. New Zealand go down to Launceston, a venue that has treated them well in a sense, in the sense they've had a bit of success there. Tassie haven't been so good there, funnily enough, at the Silverdome, but it, it it's a strange relationship that New Zealand have got with that place. It was their home away from home in the COVID years, but they get a massive win last night to keep their season alive. So important for them, and, and Anthony Lamb was absolutely huge. Yeah, he was, and, um, and I was happy for them. You know, I was really pleased to see them get that win. I've told you before, I often go into NBL games, cheering for the team that needs the win most. And that was very much the breakers last night uh, in Tasmania. And um, and Anthony Lamb in that first half, my goodness. So he ends up with 24 and 11. But that 20-point first half, he was en fuego. Uh, and it was super fun to watch. And he was giving him the business in a variety of different ways. The guys on the call were talking about how he was torching Majuk Deng. And when guys get in that mindset of like, this guy cannot guard me, give me the rock. That is very fun to watch. Inside, outside, he was pouring it on. Cooled down a little in the second half, but super influential for them to get that win. Is that a blueprint on, on what we can see from him going forward? Like, Is this the, the best of Anthony Lamb that they can hope for for the rest of the season? Oh, I think there's more upside to tap into with Anthony Lamb. I mean, he's, uh, he's a terrific scorer. We've seen that already now, right? Like He's averaging 20 points per game, highly efficient, 50, 40, 80 shooting splits so we can I think he's going to contest with Bryce Cotton and Nathan Sobey to be the highest scorer in the league over the course of the season I'd like to see him start passing the ball a little bit more though now you you want him to be aggressive right but he's averaging one assist per game my favorite play last night of his was when the double team came and he found Tom Abercrombie cut into the basket for the finish and then it was timeout Tasmania. Man, now we've got all kinds of troubles because not only is he scoring, but he's making his teammates better as well. And I feel like that's the next step for him to help this Breakers team win a whole bunch of games. If he starts making plays as well as scoring, it'll it'll open up their offense no ends. Um, the Jackie side of things, so they go down in a narrow one. Will Magday's performance was a, a huge plus, a massive double-double. But they've lost three of their past five now. Have you got any concerns about about their trajectory? Uh, yeah, I've got a major concern, and it's one shared by Scott Roth and every Jack Jumpers fan right now, and that is that their defense is very, very leaky. Uh, you know, there was a lot of um, uh, commentary and, and they've been um, focused during the week on how efficient their offense has been, and it's been fun to watch Milton Doyle and Jordan Crawford and 
Jack McVay and these guys um, score at a, at a efficient rate over the course of the season. But, man, if you don't defend in this league at a high level, you lose a bunch of games. And Scott Roth spoke about last night. If we continue, you know, we gave up, what was it, 96, 97 points. If, if we continue to play like that, A, we're not defending the island. We're not representing Jack Jumper basketball. And B, you know, we'll win, we'll lose, lose, win, lose, lose. It's a bit like what it's been for the Jack Jumpers over the course of of this season. So, you know, I still think that they're a postseason team, uh, but they're going to need to turn that around to become genuine championship contenders. But Will Magne was fantastic last night. And and he's going to be an important piece to that that puzzle at the defensive end. They've got to they've got to guard their yard, as Scott Roth likes to call it, on the perimeter and not rely on Magne and Marcus Lee at the rim. But man, 20 points and uh, what did he have? 13 rebounds and four blocks, Joel, in 16 minutes. I mean, it was two-way magnate well and truly on display last night, and I'm here for it. Yeah, he was, he was cashing it up, that's for sure. And Scott Roth, he's never short of a metaphor. Hopefully he can, he can find some more to and some answers on that, uh, on that defensive end for the, for the jack jumpers. Uh, the late game last night was Perth and Cairns over at RAC Arena. Uh, Perth jumped out to a 7 nothing start. Taipans came back at them a couple of times, but it was sort of arm's length stuff for the most part for the Snakes. Bryce Cotton was really good. Uh, Ty Webster was great. His, his numbers won't really jump out off the box score, but uh, but he provided with them with some real energy. And all of a sudden, Perth have won four in a row. They're six and five. They're into the top four places as it stands. It's been a remarkable turnaround. Yeah. Um, man, what an incredible... A turnaround it has been to think back on where what was it maybe three weeks ago and I mean the hashtags from the Red Army were flying around left and right okay John Relly and Hachi and Usher and oh my goodness they wanted every head to roll out west they just wanted Bryce Cotton with his head on and all of the others rolling around the floor um, but that's not the state of play right now is it four wins on the trot as you say they've become much more solid defensively and much more organized offensively now it doesn't always look it because it can get a bit stagnant but primarily the biggest change they've made as you and i've spoke about is they are looking to tap it into the tremendous offensive upside of bryce cotton uh, more often and so they're setting in picks and dribble handoffs and 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 getting him to rock in in good situations and Surprise, surprise, when you do that, you start ticking the scoreboard over at a high rate. So they had five guys in double figures last night. Not Keanu Pinder. Quiet night from Keanu Pinder. And, you know, he's having a sort of a quieter season than what he had last year in the tropics. But that just speaks to the the upside that they still have to tap into in terms of getting him fully up and about. Yeah, and, and no Corey Webster again last night. So those rotation changes John really made. Um, he stuck with and they're working for them at the moment and the Taipans, they, they just looked like a team that needed a little bit more time together to build some cohesion. They're back at full strength, but it's the first time they've been there. I think, uh, you know, another game this weekend against Tassie on Saturday and and then a break to, you know, potentially spend some time together and just, just get sorted as a team will do them the world of good. Yeah. That's hard to get a read on what exactly this, this Taipans team is at this point because everybody's been kind of like filling in the gaps left and right. Um, how's that all going to work there? With Taron Armstrong, Pat Miller, Tajir McLeod started together last night. Um, who's running the show? Wh- wh- who are they going to? Um, wh- what are they going to be at the defensive end? 
uh, I don't know. I, I've got a lot of question marks like hovering over the Taipans at this point. Yeah, they're, they're going to be an intriguing watch over the course of the season. And they're, so their next three weeks out of the fever break, so a doubleheader this weekend, fever break, and then three doubleheaders because they're still playing catch-up in terms of games. So we, we might find out the answer sooner rather than later on the Taipans as to exactly where they sit in the pecking order in this NBL 24 season. Uh, before we get to the rest of the games over the course of this weekend, of course, the big news in the NBL this week has been uh, the new Hawks coach, Justin Tatum, replacing Jacob Jacomas. Uh, that was on Tuesday. Um, some interesting comments from him around AJ Johnson, their next star, and, and we know it's been a, a really great week and a big week for the next stars. Um, just saying that, you know, it may not be with 18, 20, 25 minutes but that he's confident that AJ Johnson will become a big factor in them winning some games. I mean, for, for someone who we, we've sat and thought, gee, we'd love to see him out there a little bit more and he's shown flashes, uh, that's some that's some really positive news for, for him in terms of his role going forward within that Hawks setup. Yeah, well, it will come as no surprise to you, Joel, that I'm excited about the prospect of, of AJ Johnson getting more minutes and getting more opportunity to show what he can do. And I'm excited about that for him uh certainly for the next stars program i'm excited about it for the hawks too you know i genuinely think that he brings some stuff and has some uh, the, a kind of talent that is going to help this team become more competitive and win games I, I i felt before now that you know winding him up and getting him reps and tapping into that talent and potential is and would have been good for for that team. And so I think that's a smart idea from Justin Tatum moving forward. The kid is unbelievably talented. Mark my words, Joel, he is a lottery prospect. He has that kind of talent, potential, and upside. And if they can get some of that in transition and get him getting downhill and getting on the rim, I think it's going to bring an energy to that group that's going to help them win games. Just gives them a dynamic that they haven't had so far in this season. So if he can get out there and get a little bit more run, that'd be uh, that'd be great. I think uh, it'd be good for good for the league to see a player like that getting a little bit more court time. Um, let's take a look at our games for the rest of this weekend. It starts tonight with an intriguing little battle over in Adelaide at the Adelaide Entertainment Centre. Welcome home to Daniel Johnson as the 36ers take on the Southeast Melbourne uh, Phoenix. Um, <laughs> oh, you always said the magic. Yeah, I did. I did. Uh, <laughs> they need some magic tonight. Uh, the, the, so they're coming <laughs> off a loss. Adelaide coming off a loss. Can, can the Sixers challenge them tonight? Um, Challenge them? Yeah, I think the Phoenix will get that win. But I tell you, every now and then, a, an organization and a fan base get an opportunity to show their class. And the Adelaide 36ers have that chance tonight. And there should be not a single boo for Daniel Johnson in that crowd. And what there should be instead is when they get the opportunity, the 36ers fan base, when he's presented to the crowd or introduced or whatever that moment is, there should be a standing ovation, an extended one for Daniel Johnson tonight in Adelaide because he gave that organization quiet, low-maintenance, high-level production over a very long time. Didn't win a championship, but was a guy that took him to help get him to a couple of grand finals and just year after year, three-time All-NBL first team, three-time All-NBL second team, scoring, rebounding, um, just getting it done for a long time for that team. So stand up, 
show your appreciation and stay standing. Make it known that you appreciate what he brought to that club. It's going to be so much of the story tonight. Um, big shots in big moments as well when they needed it. The ball was generally in his hand on the block, hitting threes. Um, I'd love to see them. You know how they come out starting lineups? Yeah, we'll pump up the 36ers. We'll get really excited about the 36ers. And then uh, quite often they just sort of sort of work with the, <laughs> yeah. the visiting team. Be nice to see them do that. And, oh, yeah, here's yeah, the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. And then they get really up for Daniel Johnson. So there's just one player on the visiting team that they're actually interested in seeing in terms of the court announcer. That might be one way to tackle it. But I think um, Adelaide is a, a city that is very passionate about its own, very passionate about South Australians. I think that they'll they'll embrace him wholeheartedly tonight, which would be great. To yeah. See. Well, I mean, he's a West Aussie, but he's almost a quasi-South Australian, yeah. isn't he, for what he gave for that club? Yep, absolutely. So that's the game tonight. Across the course of the weekend, uh, Cairns and Taipans, the early game on Saturday, Brisbane-Perth, the late game on Saturday. Then into Sunday, we've got New Zealand and Illawarra over at Spark Arena, Melbourne and Sydney at John Kane Arena. What jumps out to you about the, the weekend slate, Liam? So Saturday and Sunday's agenda. Oh, man, I'm really looking forward to Melbourne, Sydney. Top two clash. You know, battle of the elite contenders in this league. Uh, they've been far and away the two best teams in the league over the course of the season thus far. And this is the first time they're going to face off this season. Uh, both top three in offense and defense and loaded with star power. And, you know, and some of those star power lead themselves towards really intriguing matchups. So Shea Yelly on Jalen Adams for example, is going to be a blockbuster matchup at the point guard position. Um, who guards Chris Golding? Because he needs some shutting down. He's pouring on the points right now. Uh, Jordy Hunter dealing with Joe Luala Chul is going to be fascinating. And, of course, you know, you've got a guy like DJ Hogue who's kind of winding himself up and ready to have a, a breakout performance. So a lot of a lot of intrigue in that game. And, um you know, whenever you see the top two teams going head-to-head, especially when they're kind of rivals, big city rivals like these two are, that's must-watch TV. It's going to be absolutely uh, absolutely awesome on Sunday afternoon. I think, uh, yeah, must-watch TV, absolutely. Uh, but a, a really interesting slate of games across the course of the weekend. Uh, we'll get hopefully a little bit more news on that Melbourne United injury front too. So uh, that should come out today. Dean Bickerman and uh, he's going to front the media. So keep your eyes on the NBL app and the NBL website for all the latest there. Uh, Fridays aren't complete without our weekend headlines, Liam. Forecasting, what are we making news when we all wake up and check out, check the NBL app on Sunday night or on Monday morning? I think I kicked things off last week, so I might let you have the floor uh, <laughs> in the early of stages this morning. All right. Well, as I said, I often go for the team that's kind of like lower on the ladder or, or, or needs the win more. Um, so here's hoping maybe Sydney topple Melbourne United on Sunday. And if that happens, let's look for a headline that's a bit of a, a reference to a sign that used to hang inside John Kane Arena. And on the Daily Telegraph, across the back page, Go hard or go to Melbourne. That's good. That's good. I reckon they'd. Uh, I reckon they'll snap the copies of that up. The Kings fans. They'll have that uh, poster size on their walls. Uh, mine is, and and uh, they've been a subject of a headline before for for the wrong reasons. Uh, this this Perth win streak. I'm intrigued about them playing Brisbane on Saturday night, but I reckon the Cats can get it done. And I've got uh, Cats run wild to five-game win streak. They're already in the top four. 
I reckon they'll be staying there at the end of the round. Well, they'll be feeling good if that's what they're uh, reading on Monday morning. Won't they just? They will uh, They'll be absolutely delighted if they can do that. Liam, it's going to be a, a really fun weekend. Uh, thanks for your time as always, and we'll just look forward to sitting back and taking it all in. Enjoy. Thank you.